Hawks drown in the bay and lose to the Golden State Warriors 134 to 112. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go! All right, Mikey, another tough loss for the Atlanta Hawks. Um... This one I felt like was one of those tale of two halves games, just like the last one, but this one was flip-flopped. Something, you know, the offense in the first half was pretty good. I I felt like defensively the Hawks struggled the whole game. Um, But also I think, you know, in the first half we seen Jalen Johnson running a lot of offense uh, for the Hawks and, and the second half, the the that kind of went away, and it was more of Dejounte Dejounte running the show, and it just didn't work out for the Hawks very well. What 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 was your overall feel of this one? Yeah, I mean, the first thing you look at is you mentioned the defense. Every single quarter for the Warriors tonight, they scored thirty plus and thirty eight in the first quarter. And it was de- definitely defensively the Hawks struggled all night, and. The biggest thing versus the Warriors versus some of these teams with a super superstar like a Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Shea Gildas Alexander, these guys, you have to win the minutes that they're not on the floor. And the Hawks couldn't take advantage of the non-Steph Curry minutes tonight. Jonathan Kaminga played a huge role in that. He set a franchise record tonight, going 11 of 11 from the field, tying a record set by Chris Mullen. But the Warriors were 16 of 33 from deep. Uh, that percentage is is not going to cut it if you're the Hawks. And you let a good three-point shooting team like that uh, shoot 48% and all on a, a lot of pretty good looks. I mean, the, the shots that Steph and Clay make that are contested, you live with those. But a lot of them, uh, a lot of the shots were wide open as well. 62 to 42 uh, for the Warriors in the paint. And when they're doing that type of damage at the rim and from deep, that's the type of stat that you don't like to see in modern basketball because – Three-point shot, layups, dunks, those are two most uh, efficient shots in the rim today, uh, in, in basketball today. And then last thing, Jonathan Kaminga, I know I re- referenced him before, but the Hawks really had nobody to stop him. He was he was really good, obviously ultra-efficient, and I think that Jalen Johnson really had a lot of trouble keeping him uh, from getting to his spots inside the paint. Yeah, and, and we can go into this one uh, real quick and start out in the first. I felt like uh, in the first, the Hawks made, you know, a pretty good run. They they, they start out the game on a 10-3 to run. Um, DeJounte made three to start off the game, and I felt like the offense was able to get uh, pretty much any they, anything they wanted at that time, but also Golden State was just missing shots. They were still getting shots and getting good looks. They just weren't falling at that time. Yeah, and it was good to see Sadiq Bey knock down a couple threes early. I know it looks like from last game he might be going 
coming out of that shooting slump, and and the Hawks desperately need him uh, to try to get going like his production that he had tonight. But after that hot offensive start, that 10th run, uh, the offense kind of slowed down from the for the Hawks. And coincidentally, that was when Jalen Johnson went out. From about the 855 to the 337 mark, the Hawks went without a field goal. And Tim, for you, what was what was the biggest difference that you saw uh, when Jalen went out that the Hawks were just missing uh, when he was on the floor? Yeah, it just seemed like the the ball stuck to one side of the floor. Um, there were, really wasn't much ball movement. Uh, it, everything was kind of stagnant. Uh, there weren't many guys cutting. It, it just really it, it reminds me of a, of an offense without Trey Young. Yeah, well, we we referenced that at the last show against the Kings, and this offense sure can go through stretches where they score a lot, like like the first couple minutes of this game. But it seems that the at the Hawks have gone through multiple stretches of about three, four minutes that they just can't score, and that that has to do has to do a lot uh, with Trey missing missing uh, some games here with that concussion. Atlanta missed twelve shots in a row uh, until a Patty Mills three uh, during that stretch, and but Patty Mills he really gave an offensive boost to the Hawks in this game. And really, I thought defensively, I don't think anybody played well for Atlanta, but he he pressured the ball handler. I thought Patty played pretty well in this game, especially in the first half. Yeah, he had a couple times where he when uh, he was trying to go above the screen instead of going below the screen on pods. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's worried about his uh, three point shooting, but uh, him getting to the that kid's good at getting to the rim. So. They, he he changed that up, and then, and then defensively, I thought he played really well. You know, for Patty, uh, he hit that three to to stop that uh, large gap without a field goal, but he hit another one a minute later too. Uh, you know, he, you know, it's one of those things where Patty's you know starting to find a rhythm, and I wonder with Trent Forrest struggling as bad as he is. Um, do you think Patty might get his minutes, um, you know, say, you know, when Trey gets back? Um, I think you, you've got to consider it if you're Coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, he's been playing well offensively, and especially if Trey misses next game, the Hawks need all the offense they can get. So so I do th- I do think they'll look uh, to, to maybe increase Patty's minutes. But both teams were shooting a lot of threes. And and they were making them. It, at the end of the first quarter, it was thirty-eight to thirty-one Warriors. The Hawks made seven threes in that first quarter, but still found themselves down seven points. You don't really see that too often in today's NBA. No, you you don't. And you know one one thing, and you brought it up too. And you know something the Hawks struggled with when you brought up the the points in the paint is. Kaminga and and Pods getting to the rim like there was no resistance. Like there was a play in this game, and <laughs> it, it made me just scratch my head. Uh, Steph Curry's bringing up the ball, and Bogey does not check him until he has three steps into the paint. Like I, I, I don't know. Like the the Hawks forget who Steph Curry is because. You know, it's one of those things where you got to pick him almost at half court. Yeah, I know which possession you're talking about. I I was baffled as well. 
that's that was just one of those mental lapses that, to be honest, we've seen a, a, probably a bit too often from this Hawks team. But uh, one thing I want to say, Brandon Pajemski, uh, for, for as young as he is, I, I really like him. He's got a feel for the game uh, just, just at a young age that you don't really see too often out of rookies. Um, so I, I think he's going to have a pretty good career. He definitely affected this game in a positive way uh, on offense for the Warriors, like you were saying, uh, with him and Kaminga on, on the bench. Really kind of being the driving force offensively when when Steph went out. Yeah, and something else we can bring up going in, you know, to the second, uh Jalen Johnson. Um he 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 played one hell of a first half for the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, offensively after struggling against the Kings last game, you saw Jalen really throw, uh, really showing all of his attributes. Uh, the passing and the the paint finishing was there. Also made two threes in this game. So you saw Jalen ha- have an impact in all the areas of the floor. And at this point, you know, the, the Hawks tied the game at 54. But it seems like every single time the Hawks made a run in this game, after that 10-3 start, the Warriors came back and hit a three. And that that's pretty, that's pretty common for a lot of teams who face – uh, the Warriors, but Golden State just seemed like any single time the Hawks made a mistake, they capitalized on it, and and I think that was a huge difference in tonight's game. Yeah, and yeah, that 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 for Golden State, like everyone knows, they're a great three point shooting team. They have two of arguably the best three point shooters out there, and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. So. Like, you know they're going to get up threes. It's how well can you uh, contest them and how well you can get around screens. And, yeah, turnovers are – live ball turnovers just hurt you so much against them. The Warriors got up 60-54 to after it was a tie game in about less than 45 seconds. Uh, Clay Clay hit a three off a turnover, and this was about a 29-foot pull-up three off the dribble for Clay Thompson. You don't really see that any time, but – but again, like you mentioned, Clay Thompson, one of the best shooters of all time, and Curry, arguably the best shooter of all time. Uh, they're going to get these threes up in a hurry. And when you blink, they can be up six points after back-to-back possessions so easily. Yeah, and both teams had uh, zero problems out in transition in this game. Uh, there really wasn't much resistance uh, from the Hawks or the Warriors when somebody was in transition. I felt like either team could get a bucket at that point. But also, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, he definitely like had his impact. Uh, as you said, he went 11 from 11 from the field, so... He was getting anything and everything he wanted. Uh, I declare Jalen Johnson a pretty good defender, and he made Jalen look a little rough uh, at some portions of this game. Yeah, Jalen, as good as he was offensively, I would say had a rough defensive game. Uh, But on the other end, he he and Kaminga were both getting to the rim whenever they wanted. Uh, Jalen at one point, 10 to second quarter, he he was taken over. He had a tip in and then an and one in transition. And the Hawks, they ended the quarter on a 7-0 run and were down only one point, 69 to 68, going into the second half. And that's one of those things where you close that halftime well, you get the momentum heading in, heading into that second half of the after the game on the road. You think you're sitting in a good position if you're the Hawks at that point. Yeah. And going into halftime, Jalen Johnson had 17 points. 
six rebounds, five assists, and one steal. Bogey had 12 points, shooting four of six from three. Patty Mills had 11 points, shooting three for five from three with three assists. And Bay had 13 points, two of three from three. And that could have been easily Garrison Matthews added to this list. But he he had at least four open shots in that first half that just couldn't find the bottom of the net. He'd been shooting so well, shooting 48% from deep. Obviously, it'll probably go down after this game. But if he shot his normal, normal percentage, you're looking at another two or three threes right there for the Hawks. So uh, definitely a good offensive first half if you're Atlanta. Yeah, and going into the third, I felt like uh, back and forth, it was kind of back and forth, one of those back and forth thirds where, you know, normally we call the third quarter the Hawks, do, it's like the death quarter because the Hawks either come out flat or get outscored by 10, you know. It, I felt like it was pretty even definitely to start out the third. Yeah, uh, DeJounte Murray after – Kind of being passive in that first half, he started to to try and call his own number in the third quarter. Uh, he 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 got five early points and something that really was encouraging. Sadiq Bay, sixteen points midway through the third quarter. You'd love to see that if you're a Hawks fan, just because of how much he's been struggling on both ends of the floor, especially from from deep. But uh, Garrison Matthews continued to get good looks, but just wouldn't hit. He finally got one to go down uh, later in the third quarter. But if he would have just shot his normal percentage, the Hawks. The Hawks probably are up a good a good five, six points at this point in the contest. Yeah, so, um, you know, Curry, Curry checks out uh, at, at this point in the third. And <laughs> you know what the Warriors do? They go on another run. The Hawks at this point were shooting four of 18 from the field and one for five from deep. Um, that is a recipe for disaster. Um, definitely when you have you know, Curry off the floor, like Patty Mill gave Patty Mills in the first half when, when Steph checked out, gave the Hawks a big boost. And, you know, in the third quarter, uh, I don't think there was anybody to really give the Hawks that boost. Yeah. I, there was, there was definitely in the third quarter, it just felt like the offense got more of, Okay, I I didn't do I didn't do as much in the first half. So you know, Dejounte Murray tried to put the ball in in his own hands, call his own number. And when Trey is missing, the Hawks need Dejounte to be that aggressive guy. But probably you don't want it to come all in one quarter. And I think it was honestly trying to make up for for what he didn't do in that in that first half offensively. Now he's had some great games without Trey, uh, but it just hasn't. It tonight just wasn't that night in the first half for him. Yeah, in the first half, DeJounte took sh- six shots. In, in, the, in the third quarter, he took nine shots. So, you know, he he, um, uh, he doubled his, uh, his shot attempts just in that quarter. So, for me, like, even going into the fourth, he, he, he only takes four shots in the fourth, which kind of confused me even more because, you know, either you want him to have that steady diet of shots or – you either want him to have a steady diet of moving the ball, and it just seemed like whatever the the second half game plan was, I wish the Hawks probably would have stuck with the first half game plan. Yeah, um, the third quarter, while while it wasn't great, it wasn't necessarily the end of the world. Uh, the Warriors took an eighty six eighty two lead heading into the final frame, and at this point, 
you know, down four on the road without Trey Young, you'll take that if you're the Hawks in, in almost every situation. But it it wouldn't get better in the fourth as as we go on here. Yeah, I mean, as the four started, Jonathan Kaminga is is driving to the rim, taking you know JJ right in the chest. I mean, you know, at that point, it's it's one sixteen to one hundred two, uh, Golden State, and you know they 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 didn't look back even after that. I mean, it was just a melee in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, after, after they extended to that 14-point lead, uh, you just kept getting uh, layup after layup and really, really just damaged in the paint. And the Hawks only scored 18 points within the first 10 minutes, 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. And after that, it was pretty much garbage time. So Atlanta really struggled in the whole second half offensively. Compared to the first half, 37 points in the second, 31 in the first quarter, and in the, the second half, 24 points in the third and 20 in the, in the fourth for a total of only 44 points in the second half compared to 65 for Golden State. That's just not going to get it done. Mike, I'm going to go off a, a little off topic right here. What did, what did you think of the Golden State tribute tonight? Oh, yeah. For, I, I think before the game, uh, Steve Kerr, uh, a speech uh, about Dejan De- Milojevic, and I, I thought that that was a it was a great tribute. They actually, uh, the fa- the fans and, and both teams, instead of having a moment of of silence for Decky as he's affectionately called by everybody in the NBA community, uh, they had a loud standing ovation and really cheered because uh, Kurt oh, was always saying about how he always lit up a room and, and was this uh, ha- happy guy who always seemed just just to be positive. And I thought that was a really touching tribute because you don't really see that from. From a lot of people, but in, in that case, I thought I thought it was really nice just to see that everybody wanted to honor him and and be what he would have been uh, to this Warriors organization. Yeah, I, I love the shirts they came out with that said "Brate." Uh, we 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 know we uh, as Hawks fans we we see that uh, on Bogey's timeline all the time, and, and you know the, I, I felt like uh, the initials on the uh, court. It was a, it was a nice touch for sure yeah um, brate in, in serbian brother that that was it was de- it was definitely a nice touch from the warriors organization and then bogey and uh, the rest of the hawks also had those shirts as well before tip off so so i thought the whole ceremony and the way to honor uh Decky's life was 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 a great job by the organization all right so we'll we'll get into the end of this um you know the Hawks ended up losing the fourth quarter, thirty-three to twenty, and uh, it, it's unfortunate because we've seen what was it, three minutes of garbage time. Um, it, it got to a point where Steve Kerr just pulled the plug because he felt like there there was no chance in this one. Yeah, and you know there was no chance of them losing, and, and the Warriors also have a back-to-back tomorrow, so. That was good from Steve Kerr to, to rest those guys whenever uh, whenever he could get the chance to for them to play their game tomorrow. But, yeah, not not a great second half from the Hawks. And you're, you're encouraged by what you see in the first half, especially from Jalen Johnson. But all in all, I, I think the, the strangest thing about the game tonight was the the kind of spurts that DeJounte Murray had was 
when he would call his own number and play well, but that didn't happen throughout the entire game. And if the Hawks are going to win some of these games without Trey Young, DeJounte is going to need, need to be that aggressive guy getting to the rim pretty much over the course of the game with Jalen Johnson, similar to what we saw against the Kings on Monday. But that just didn't happen tonight. Yeah, and going into the box score, um, A.J. Griffin, Seth Lundy uh, got some garbage time minutes. Um, neither one of them scored. Uh, but we'll move to Trent Forrest. 14 minutes, 0 for 1 from the field, 0 points. Um, for for him, five assists and two steals. I, I mean, I, that's okay. Like, I like the assist number. The stealing number is fine. But um, I felt like he was pretty poor on defense, and his the, there was zero offensive production besides the assist. Yeah, Trent had himself a good good run of about a week week and a half. Uh, but these last few games, handful. Uh, have not been have not been the best from Trent, and I wonder, like we said earlier, uh, if Patty Mills starts to eat into his minutes a little bit more because Patty played 22 minutes in this one, five for 11 from the field, three of six from deep, two rebounds, three assists, one steal, 13 points. I thought Patty played really well. Uh, offensively, it was definitely a boost off the bench when the Hawks kind of got in the mud on that end, and I'm gonna definitely look to see if Quinn Snyder with Trey Young out. If he increases Patty Mills and plays him a little bit, even at the two with Murray, just to kind of spread the floor a little bit more. Yeah. And um, moving to Garrison, uh, 20 minutes, one of seven from the field, 0 for six from deep, one of two from the free throw line, one assist, three points. Garrison Matthews mightily struggled in this game. Um, 0 for 6 you don't see very often from Garrison, uh, definitely with the way he's been shooting the ball lately. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can bounce back. But this was a, definitely a rough one for him. Yeah, and I, I said Garrison hit a 3 early in that sec, in that third quarter. I guess it must have been changed to a 2. I remember uh, they were talking about that in the broadcast. So, yeah, no 3s for Garrison. Not not what you're typically seeing out of him. Uh, but, you know, like, he, he has been shooting so well. So, hopefully – this is just a one-game thing and not the beginning of a little shooting slump here for Garrison. As we go on to Onyeka Kangu, he played 25 minutes, 3 of 5 from the floor, 0 of 1 from deep. Wait, I guess I guess one of his three-pointers was was changed to a 2 as well. Or well, cuz it looked like he made a 3, but I guess I guess from the corner it was a 2. He had 6 points, 1 steal, 1 block, 7 rebounds. I thought Kangu uh, struggled in this game defensively. And, and offensively, he was not the greatest. Was also um, a minus seventeen on the floor. Not the best game from Onyeka tonight. No, and that is weird because I thought that was a three as well that Onyeka shot in the corner. But uh, I digress. Uh, <laughs> moving to um, Clickapella, uh, twenty-four minutes, three and nine from the field, um, five of seven from the free throw line, uh, eleven rebounds. One assist, one block, 11 points. I felt like Clint Capella had a pretty good game. Um, you know, uh, one thing that you saw in this game that was really interesting was the Hawks trying to feed Clint Capella down low on mismatches. I felt like he did pretty good with that. I mean, he, he wasn't perfect, but, you know, he was definitely trying to do what the Hawks were trying to give him. Yeah, I thought defensively, obviously the whole team struggled, but... 
Uh, Capella, when the, when the Warriors were in the paint, I thought he did a, a better job than a, than a Kongu did at least tonight. Uh, but the three of nine from the field is definitely definitely not what you're looking for when the Warriors are that smaller team and Clint had a lot of opportunities to, to score there in the paint. As we move on to Sadiq Bey, in 27 minutes, six of 12 from the field, three of six from deep. You love to see that. Perfect at the line, all three. Seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, 18 rebounds. Sadiq Bey had a good game. And it has been a while. Since, since we've been able to say that, especially on, on the shooting front. But uh, I thought Bay played really well. And one of, one of the few guys I thought tonight that looked really active on defense. Uh, so uh, shout out to Sadiq for, for having a great game and bouncing back uh, big from that shooting slump. Hopefully it's a sign of good things to come for him. Yeah, the only thing I was confused a little bit about with Sadiq was 26 minutes. I, I figured he might have a, a little bit more minutes, but he definitely shot the ball really well for the Hawks tonight. Um, moving to Bogey. Yeah. Um, 32 minutes, 6-11 from the field, 4-9 yeah. from deep. Uh, three assists, 17 points. Um, I, I felt like Bogey had an okay game. Bogey, Bogey was was really close uh, to Milojevic, uh, the, the coach. Unfortunately, uh, passed away. He, he was holding back tears before before the game starts. You could see it on that broadcast. Uh, so we hope every everything's doing okay with Bogey. Uh, but I, I thought Bogey played pretty well. Uh, an empty empty stat line other than those seventeen points for Bogey is something that you don't really see. You do love to see the four of nine from deep though. Uh, so I thought offensively Bogey was was pretty good. As we move on to DeJounte Murray, in 33 minutes, 7 of 19 from the floor, 2 of 7 from deep, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 23 points. Uh, DeJounte, he had a weird game because there were a couple spurts in this game where it looked like, okay, you know, DeJounte's getting to his back. Uh, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, you love to see him attacking the paint like that, um, especially without Trey Young. But then there were stretch, also stretches in this game where you're like, why isn't DeJounte being more aggressive? Or, uh, you know, the ball's kind of sticking to one side, like you were saying earlier. So, so kind of a mixed bag game uh, from DeJounte in this one. Yeah, I felt like DeJounte had one of those up and down games, uh, not even a tail of two halves. It was just more of up and down. Like, uh, he just really couldn't, you know, find his groove in this game. Um, Moving to the player of the game, Jalen Johnson, 36 minutes, 8 from 16 from the field, 2 of 6 from deep, 3 of 5 from the free throw line, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 21 points. I thought Jalen played pretty good in this game offensively. I think he struggled defensively against Jonathan Kaminga, but you know it's one of those things where Jalen's still learning on the job, definitely on the defensive side. So, you know, I'll give him a little bit of a pass on that. But I, I thought overall he had a pretty good game. Yeah, often, offensively, De- Jalen, big bounce back uh, from last game against the Kings where he struggled uh, to, to score efficiently. But, yeah, uh, defensively, you're you're going to see Jalen probably want to try, try and get to guys a little bit earlier w- with – with guys like Kaminga, they're going to play with force. They're going to want to take the contact, drive into your chest, and try to bully your way in the paint. And I think I think Jalen 
just when he was guarding him, just didn't get up into him early enough to try to try to cut off that space for a running start. Uh, so I'll, hopefully against guys like Kaminga in the future, Jalen will see him make that adjustment and and see if it, it helps him a little bit in there. As we move right, on to so. the keys now. Oh. Move on to the three keys. Going into the longest homestand of the season for the Hawks, they'll face the Mavericks on Friday. Uh, first key, Tim, limiting the others besides Kyrie and Luka because you know, the Hawks perimeter defense, it, they're probably going to struggle against two great players like that. Yeah, I mean, with with Kyrie and Luca, both of them are one of those, or both of them are those type of players that once they get going, they're going to be hard to stop. So, you know, if you can limit everybody else around them, you know, having both of them score over 50 plus, I mean, I don't think they could beat you that way. So, like, if you can limit everybody else, I, I think the Hawks have a, a fighting chance in this one. Yeah, and then the second key, speeding up the game because the Mavs they play better at the half in the half court. Obviously, you know Kyrie does play at a faster pace, uh, but Luca doesn't like to. He likes to slow the game down uh, around the pick and roll, especially. Luca's gonna gonna decelerate, try to draw some contact or or, or put the defender on his back. So if, if the Hawks can speed this game up and make Luca a little bit uncomfortable, I think that bodes well for them. Yeah, and uh, moving to the third key is attacking Luca and Kyrie uh, when when they're defending. I, I think Luca and Kyrie are not the greatest defenders, so you know if you could have Jalen uh, or uh, Dejounte or even Sadiq Bay uh, attack them off the dribble, take them to the rim. I, I think your success rate will be a whole lot higher. Yeah, especially with Bay, if he gets switched out uh, onto Kyrie, definitely look to find him in the post. And Trey Young could return f- for this game. Uh, he, I'm, he's in my, I think the Hawks will probably list him questionable, but it, but I wouldn't be shocked if he does play in this game. And like I said, longest homestand of the season for the Hawks. Let's see if they can take advantage and come out of this mini two-game losing streak from the West Coast. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at Pinwizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.